Welcome to the podcast, Harvest More. I am your host, Kay Simon, and I hope that you are ready to dive in on some mindset journeys, business information, customer service details, and get some stories from some amazing entrepreneurs. We want to take you through the journey of entrepreneurship from beginning to end and give you some great tools and tips along the way so that you can enhance your journey. So chime in, turn the volume up. Let's get this. Hey, you guys, this is Kay from Reclaim Sound Mind here on Harvest More Podcast, where we're going to talk about traditional marketing. I am letting y'all know now you're going to get me excited about this topic because technically I am a student of traditional marketing. I am not a student of digital marketing, and I think you've heard me say this many times. So we're going to dig in on traditional marketing, what that means, um, different forms of advertising, even ways that I believe um, for business owners, you should have those type of collaterals or methodologies built into your business. Now, let me just say this up front. I do believe that every business should have both traditional marketing as well as digital marketing experience or um, plans embedded into their business because it really is going to help you um, become more visible. It is going to allow your target audience to feel more comfortable with you because of what you have to offer. Okay, so now let's get into the definition of what traditional marketing is. And traditional marketing for me, in my own definition, is just having the uh, the availability or the presence in having more tangible or in-person marketing, meaning going to conferences, having mailers, having printout documents, having literature, creating an opportunity for you to get direct feedback, also allowing you as an individual or base or business to go on a more personal level when it comes to your advertising as well as your methodologies. Now, with digital marketing, we are going to go into that next session and I would have an expert talking about that um, where she would provide you details on digital marketing and social media. That is not my baby and I actually used her to assist me with my own um, advertising and digital marketing um, with abstract marketing. So let's start off with traditional and then next month you will get the beautiful voice um, from the CEO and founder of abstract marketing, where she will talk a lot about uh, how you can become very successful with that and give you a little bit of tips and tricks. Now, Digital, I mean, traditional marketing. Let's not get confused, Kay. Um, Traditional marketing. One of my top ways of going about traditional marketing is by attending conferences. I am going to tell you that me attending conferences or creating conferences for people to attend has been my niche. Um, That has been something that I've been doing for now over 10 years. Um working for a federal agency, I specifically work towards um, advocating for minority and or women-owned businesses. And we do a lot or 
all all we've been doing for a while now is traditional marketing as our core because really the government still gets a lot of their vendors via traditional marketing and we're now going into a much more heavier um social media platform aspect on finding our clientele that way or I should say not necessarily clientele but our vendors that way now so going into this to traditional marketing I have had the experience of creating billboards print ads um direct mailers uh referral templates um even surveys as well as a lot of broadcasts one thing I have not done is radio but my agency has we had an app agency help us create an a uh, radio segment or advertisement um, one thing I will say with traditional marketing is that it is an opportunity for you to to create literature and collateral so that that way people are aware of who your business are and what you do. And when I say collateral, and you hear me say this a lot, I mean things like stationery, business cards, brochures, your one-pagers, um, which in the government they call capability statement. All of those things are incorporated in traditional marketing. Um, it allows you to be in present and face with someone at a networking event, at a conference. What I would say when you go to these conferences is that you need to be very clear about who you're trying to attract and what you are providing. And that should come into your one pager um, or your fact sheet about your business so that people know what you can present and what you do. There's no questions about it. You know who you are. Next, you need to have an elevator page, uh, speech. I was going to say elevator pitch. It used to be called your pitch, but now it's really called an elevator speech. What your elevator speech is, is basically a segment where you say, hi, my name is Kay Simon. I am the CEO of Reclaim Sound Mind, where we help small businesses and uh, and and startups with their business processes and customer service. Now, I know I was stuttering because I was just having a moment, but when I say that to somebody, that makes them have the understanding that what you do is you help these two segmented groups and you help them specifically deal with business business processing as well as customer service. So those are my two focuses. If they're looking for a project developer, a program developer, um, something else, I am not the one. I am the business strategist that helps small businesses and startups with their business processes as well as their customer service. Okay, that's how we get that. Then I will go into talking about, well, I have my fact sheet, which is the first collateral that they will have in their hand. Um, when we leave off, connect with me, you'll get a business card. And that business card is saying, hey, this is who I am. Here's my name, my number, my information. Um, contact me, right? Then you will also hear me sometimes say, you know what, um, let's check in, let's have lunch. And then I check in with that person. And that's the networking aspect of a conference. The other thing that I would say when you're doing a conference is you don't have to meet and greet everyone. What you can do is definitely do some homework and figure out who's going to be attending and or who are the vendors there and then do targeted conference seeking. I 
love when people come to us at our conferences and they already know a little bit about us and they've done some homework and then we just have a general conversation that allows me to have the confidence and create in my memory bank that person's face because now I'm not going through a spiel now it's more a conversation um one thing about traditional marketing like I keep saying is it's an in-person and it is very much more um, centered on creating impact with your words, right? And when I say words, I don't mean things that you read, but more so things that people hear and they could connect to. So it's more of a human connection type of thing, whereas social, digital social media is more so connecting via words um, and then trying to find the emotion in that. So it is a lot different, um, a lot a lot of people think that traditional marketing is dead. And one thing I would say to you is never fall asleep on traditional marketing because really that's one of the major ways a lot of people make money today. You're not going to, I'm not going to say you're not going to make money via digital because you will, um, but you have to have some major consistencies with that. Um, when it comes to your networking and creating that Rolodex of people, yes, y'all, I said Rolodex. If you don't know what a Rolodex is, then I would say if you don't have that list of contacts on your Google Drive, <laughs> then you are um, going to be missing out. A lot of people still watch TV. A lot of us are still watching YouTube. A lot of us are still watching that. That's all digital. But what I would say is, is that people still read. And people still open their mail. People still answer their phones. And that is all traditional. Things that are either are done via paper print or something that you can receive. Now, television commercials are considered non-digital, but they're considered uh, traditional because TVs were out before social media. But I kind of put it under digital because you have to create more graphical um, segments, you have to create scripts, you have to allow people to have those things. Um, radio to me is still traditional. Um, I have done scripts for video that is placed on social media. I have created, um, scripts for people that is placed on radio. I actually have done that and I have done it for television, but it was also looked at by professionals, I would say. Who can give who can add the idiosyncrasies that is needed in order for that to transition um, some people that you would need for traditional marketing one you need a brand person a person who can allow you to um, know that the message and the type of um, return on investment that you need is going to come out of your campaign. So they do the whole oversight of the marketing campaign. They pay attention to how it's going to be received by your clientele. Um, and they work with your salespeople. Now, if you're a solopreneur or if you're like a small business and you don't have that type of individual on there, one of the things that I will always say is this. Always talk to the emotion and be very concise about what you're trying to get because you don't want to talk about finances and then you're really talking about something completely different that does not relate you want to be relatable um and i feel in all in marketing across you want to be relatable um but i also would say when it comes to your business you need to be very concise as to what you do 
because a lot of people get lost when it comes to traditional marketing. Um, they feel as though they need to tell you every little thing that they've done in order for, for where they are right now. And that's how we get lost. So for instance, I've had a company say, we do big data. And I'm like, what does that mean? And they're like, we do everything analytics, everything data. And then come to find out, instead of them actually being an analytics company, they're actually a company that provides people and they're a staff augmentation company, right? Or they are an individual that does um, promotional items, but they only do promotional items on a very small scale. So scale is also something that you need to look at when it comes to traditional marketing and whether or not you need to pair yourself with other people so that you can have the past performance or the um, testimonials that you need based on your past work. Um, one thing I also would say about traditional marketing that is really interesting to me and I really like is that I think a lot of people need to position themselves as the consumer. Knowing that your consumer is looking for um, a certain type of service and or a certain type of energy coming out of an individual, if you are a solopreneur that just loves being behind the scenes, uh, then you need to find somebody who can present the energy that your clients need in order for them to be successful. And when I say that, it's no shame in having someone be your spokesperson. Um, and they need to have the passion that you, you um, also have when it comes to the job and getting the job done. But you you cannot lose your clients by not having the right energy. Um, I have definitely met some people who are very negative, And I meant like their aura was bad. Like they just came up to me and their aura was bad. And I was like, why? You know, like you do good work. You work with these large corporations. You've done all this work. Awesome. Why are you why are you coming off this way? And in reality, it's not that they're negative. It's that they're just overly focused, right? They're overly focused on the results and they're not understanding in order for you to even get into the door, you have to meet me at the table with a positive energy. Um, traditional marketing is challenging because it takes a lot of your actual energy in order for you to perform well. Um, and I know that it's very hard for some people to go about that and, and figure out whether or not it's worth it. But I will say to you that traditional marketing can get you the foot into the door. Um, and you have to stay consistent. I would say networking is necessary. Um, and you have to stay consistent by putting your name out there, by allowing people to understand that you are there. Um, I usually tell people don't follow it with me every week. I need you to contact me every quarter sometimes twice a year because we're not always going to have we we if you're planning correctly you know what's happening with your business in the next year right but if you're not planning correctly then you should know what's happening in the next quarter or at least the next 6 months so what you need to do is position yourself into that position that place I'm going to say position twice but pos position yourself into that place um, where you can talk about what your forecast is. And that's really where the core comes in. You can align the right core competencies of yourself with another business that aligns with you. You can provide the customer service to a client right away in a networking session, and that gives them the confidence for you to get hired. 
you can prov- you can see a challenge and provide a few tips and tricks on how you're going to approach something and get your foot into the door. So this is why traditional marketing is very popular um, and it allows you to kind of be different than digital. OK, so that's one. That's another thing. So the first one is you have um, conferences, right? And going to conferences is just one thing that I would tell people they should try to do. And then after that, I would say you need to create your collateral. And then I would say that you need to align your core competencies so that that way you know what you're going to come to the table with. Okay, guys. So now I want to talk about your unique selling points, right? And your unique selling points is really what's going to compel people to want to do business with you so we just said you know there are certain things that can trigger people but what makes you stand out the most is something that you have to figure out when it comes to traditional marketing uh because when i tell you there's somebody who's doing something similar to what you're doing or the same thing there is somebody out there or at least somebody has the idea and they may have a better concept than you do but what makes you different to them now one, a lot of us is like, you know, you can see my passion, you can see who I am and, and what I do for service driven companies. Yes, that's the reason why I said you need to have somebody who can give you the positive um, attitude and energy that's needed. But when it comes to people who provide products, my suggestion is, is that you need to figure out what can get that person in the door. So whether it is a free trial, um, a first-time discount, or a demo, or even a free consult in terms of let me show you what you're, you're currently dealing with to what I have. And don't be afraid to do, like I said, that research. So for instance, if you know I need a new car, and you come up to me and you're like, hey, right now you're using $30 a week to get gas. And with this new hybrid, which costs the same amount as your regular car, you can save $20 on top of that. So you're spending $20 less. So now you're spending $10 a week, saving you this much. That gets people attracted. So what is going to get them attracted to your product and your services? Yes, personality gets you into the door, but it's really quality and quantity as well as conveying why you should be here and why you're standing out, okay? That is very, very, very important. Next, I wanna talk about creating new content and reliable content. When you go to conferences and you are learning from different people, you would hear what they need. And you would understand that in traditional marketing, you you have to be ever evolving, meaning that you might be using the same tactics, but you need to provide them with um, new concepts. Because for instance, I'll go back to another service-based person. Let's say you are still doing IT. And the word last year was big data. And the word this year is infrastructure. Okay, and y'all, this is this is a disclaimer. I am not in IT, so I have no idea if that really works. But I'm just going to use that, you know, as an example. But let's just say one was big data, the other one was, and the new word for 2020 is infrastructure. 
but it means the same thing in that world. You need to be on point with not just your selling points, but also your terminologies and what's happening in the industry. Because um, a lot of people who are going to these events, the reason why they're going to the event is because they are on point with what's happening and they're one they're willing to learn so there's no question as to where am i who am i and how do i position myself into the place um into the industry sometimes they're even there as the industry leaders or they have been a a a viewer of that industry and they're just trying to figure out when it's time for them to inject themselves or their business into the industry so be very mindful of that right be very mindful of how you approach um your content change your documentation change your concept in terms of color layout sometimes because you may see the same business twice in one year but they may not have remembered you the first time but now that you've brought the same information in a new fresher way it might catch them And I know, y'all, this is like a lot of money for you. And I know it's a lot happening. But I'm sure if you are doing the right target marketing and you're in your traditional platforms, you would not be you would not be wasting. Instead, your content would then be picked up because it seems fresh to that individual and you're not just going to any and everyone. This goes back to positioning, um, which is one of my core um competencies under preparation you want to make sure that you are positioning yourself adequately um, in front of your industry leaders in front of your peers and even people who are outside of your industry like I said the right energy creates the right connection Um, the next thing is is closing these deals out listen like I said contact me every quarter check in with what's going on but at the same time like I said Provide me with something fresh and new or give me the opportunity to learn from you. So one thing that I have realized is that you need to always position yourself as the student and the teacher. Position yourself as a student and the teacher, which is something that a lot of people have been doing recently um, on social media. They realize I'm not getting people unless they get something from me. But when it comes to traditional marketing, it's the same thing. When you meet me, just because you've met me doesn't mean you've already gotten your foot into the door. If there has been a shift in the industry and I, I and you're going to assume that I have not been on top of my game, you can be that educated to me, even though you're trying to get into the door of my company or connect with me. And then say, hey, do you want to catch up for lunch? Or do you want to have a call about this? And that's how you start closing deals. Because now you've created relationships uh, with these people or the, the targets. And it's like really simple. Like, I mean, I've seen it happen. And I've done it myself in terms of closing out deals by creating relationships over just general context. Um, or industry context because it's something that I was interested in. So I challenge you when it comes to traditional marketing to think outside of the box. I've heard a lot of people talk about direct mail and doing guerrilla marketing, which means um, you're telling somebody, oh, your car is about to foreclose. But then in reality, you're really a a personal finance person saying, we hope not. If you are, contact us. 
that sounds crazy, right? But it, it triggered you because I'm like, oh, your car, I said, your car's about to foreclose, y'all. I meant your car's about to be repoed. <laughs> yeah, your car's about to re- be repoed. And they really uh, triggered something in you, especially if that's something that's happening to you. Then you're going to feel a way about it, which means, like I said before, you're connecting with that emotional side of your target audience. Um, and then you're going into the position of saying, Hey, let me, let me help you. This is what I, what I'm good at. So that is just very interesting to me. I have not done that type of marketing. My marketing is based on governmental agency, um, and including my own company, which is Reclaim Sound Mind. But I will say that it's very impactful when you use different types of ways to market, especially in the traditional form, um, I'll be honest with y'all, I've tra- I've changed my business cards probably three times in the last three years. And I don't buy a lot of it because I know that I'm forever evolving and I want my business cards to reflect and show what I can and cannot do. That's another thing. On your business cards, y'all, please, 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 please put just a very high level um details as to what you do because when i look at when i look at a card i'm gonna use myself if i were to put reclaim sound mine on there my name my telephone number my email address my website i have no idea what i do because reclaim sound mine does not speak to business strategy now i've already given my story on to why i selected that name but it really does deal with the mind and how you get clarity but in one aspect right so you would know it was business strategy for startups and small businesses and what the specific niche is dealing with if you did not read my motto on the back or what I offer, which is um, Harvest More Podcasts and how you can contact me, uh, as well as you would not know that I had a store on my website. So things like that, you know, I want to make sure that you are providing as much details as possible on these things. Because me as an individual, I'll tell you this up front. When I meet clients at my regular nine to five, I literally write on their business cards. And some people get offended and because I could see it on their faces, but, but they don't say anything. And I say to them, the reason why I'm writing on your card is because you don't have enough details. And then they look at me. And then when I provide them the reason why, they respect me more. And I say, you need to add this. You need to add that because this is what I'm looking for. When I see your business card and I see IT, I'm like, oh, another IT company. But I don't know what you do specifically. Don't use too large of a context. Write in very specific high level wordings. Not to take up the whole back, but like so that that way your core competencies or your core things that's driving your business should be written on the back of the card. All right, y'all. So I think that is definitely it. Um, once I launch this podcast that same week, you will be getting information on, um, I'm going to, going to launch a, um, details on five things. I think it's going to be five things. I think that's where I'm at right now. Um, based on what I have drafted so far, five, um, collaterals that you would need for your business so that people know who you are, what you do. And some details as to what needs to be on that inform on 
those collaterals so that that way you're providing as much details as possible. I want everyone to be successful when it comes to their businesses. Um, next week, like well, next month, I apologize. You'll be hearing about digital marketing with Danisha from Abstract, uh, Abstract Marketing. She's amazing. I'm going to let y'all know this is an entrepreneur that I have dealt with for myself personally for Reclaim Sound Mind. And she has increased my um, reach to people and given me the confidence to have consistency when it comes to my social media. Um, She's really created that foundation for me and I am very appreciative of her. So you will be hearing that interview. Leave any voicemails. Um, You can find us on Anchor. Um, it is anchor.fm slash harvest more. I apologize for stuttering for some reason. My throat is dry and (laughs) I've been trying to take breaks and drink water so that that way I sound very clear, but I hope you enjoy your day, your night, whatever time period that you're listening to this and lock in to the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Harvest More podcast. Don't forget to leave us a voice note on our website called anchor.fm slash harvestmore. We are so excited to post any questions that you have and answer it. As well as you never know, whatever comments or quotes or any information that you provide to us, we can always place it in one of our podcasts as a segment for Q&As. So... Don't be ashamed to leave a message and let us know how you feel about the podcast, what you want to hear, and let's get it. Don't forget, the next podcast comes out every week.